Welcome to Mad and Mindful, a podcast series where we discover and understand all the things that make us mad in life, obsessed, driven, and motivated, while finding the balance and ways to keep us mindful, grateful, grounded, and meditative. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Mad and Mindful. I hope you all have been having a great 2023 thus far. And if not, if you had a bit of a rocky start like I did, just know that you have the power to make it better. God knows I'm trying. (laughs) Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite moments. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. Got a lot of great content coming up over the next few weeks that I'm really excited to share with you and that I hope you'll love and share it with others. On today's episode, I want to share with you guys 10 things that I've learned from breakups and endings. Uh, This has come from some reflection time over the course of a few weeks. It got me thinking about the relationships that I've had with friends situations, <laughs> significant others, and where I have gone wrong, where they have gone wrong, and what I've learned, and some of those lessons that were hard for me to learn. And so I want to share with you guys, because of course, it's never never a bad idea to reflect on our past and what we can learn from it. Thus being said, the 10 things that I've learned from breakups and endings. So to get right into it, number one, and oof, this will probably, still one of the hardest ones that I'm trying to grasp, and that's no one goes out of life unscathed. What do I mean by that? You could be the bad guy, the enemy, the anti-hero, Satan, Satan, Satan in someone's eyes, even if you have not meant to be so, even if you did not try you will be the bad guy in someone's eyes. Thus, no one goes out of life unscathed. So whether it's by an ex, a friend, a stranger, you know, being loved and respected by everyone and anyone is nearly impossible, and that's okay. I think so often we try to dictate the thoughts that others have and how they perceive us, and sometimes it just doesn't go our way, and you know what? That's okay. Because you shouldn't want to be loved and respected by everyone. And as the great Beyonce said, you know you're that bitch when you cause all this conversation. So, with that being said, (laughs) it's okay to be the bad guy. As long as you know that your intentions come from a good place. As long as you know that you do your best day in and day out to be good and do good. That's all that matters. Number two. Every person we have relations with, whether friend or significant other, is for a reason. And this, I promise you. So even if said person is not in your life anymore, there's either something to be learned or something to be had. So often I think, and I hear this from a lot of my friends too, that I wish I never met this person. My life would have been so much easier if we never talked or if we were never friends and I'm like well you know what have you learned 
and then they'll tell me things that like oh well now I know not to do this or now I know that I can't trust this or now I know that I don't like this and I was like hey so maybe you needed that person to come into your life to teach you more about yourself what you like dislike know or didn't know does it stink sometimes given the circumstances of how friendship or relationship panned out yes but you know as humans Sometimes we have the tendency to need to learn the hard way, even if we don't go looking for it, or even if we don't say it. Each person you love shows you what kind of love you need and what you don't need. So, bad apples and good apples are necessary to build immunity, preferences, and experiences you'll either laugh at or learn from. Number three, sometimes there isn't a bad guy in the relationship. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. So a great example of this is the blame game. So often we want to blame the other person for being toxic or doing this or doing X, Y, Z, when in reality, you know, maybe the person isn't bad. Maybe they're just not for you. And I hear this with a lot of my female friends like, oh, guys suck. And then I hear it from my male friends. Oh, girls are so difficult. But in reality... And of course, there's multiple factors that play into this. Sometimes a person just isn't for you. They're not bad. They're not amazing. They're just not for you. And let me tell you, you can try every alternative method to make it work. But heed my word, if the universe does not want you together, it will show you through pain. And listen the first time. If you see the red flag or see a flag that doesn't align with you, save yourself the wrinkles and stress. Being 25 and looking 40 is not cute. (laughs) Number four, being left is not reflective of your self-worth. And I know this one is so cliche and you see it everywhere, but it's so true. So true, and especially if you feed off of external validation. Instead of looking for validation and reasoning from the people slash person that have left, find it from those who have stayed. So ask your friends and your family members and anyone else that means the most to you in your life, why why are you friends with me? Why did you stay? Why did you continue to be my friend even when I was the shittiest? There's a reason and probably a commonality that can be found amongst your friends and family. And so focus on that while holding yourself accountable of where you fell short in said relationship that ended. And then, going back to learning, change or build from there. Most of the time when people do leave, it's a reflection of them and not you. And again, like I said, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Number five, focus on how you want to feel and not what they fulfill. So hear me out, guys. We've all made a list, whether written or mental, of what we want in a person. I want funny, smart, wealthy, attractive. Okay, great. I hear that from everyone, including myself. But have you actually determined why you want those things? Example, I want someone who's wealthy so I can be rich. When really, I want someone who is wealthy so I can feel stable. I grew up in a family where money was always the common topic, where it brought instability into the family because of our finances it brought a lot of 
arguments and issues. And so I want someone who's wealthy, who knows their finances well, so that I can feel stable in the relationship. And I don't have to worry about it at the same level that I did when I was a child. I want someone who's compassionate so I can feel understood. The more granular you get about your why, the more you'll find out that half of your list maybe comes from vanity and not good intention, and the other comes from values, and it's the values that you want to focus on. Number six, being with someone who shares all the same interests as you isn't always the best. And conversely, being with someone who doesn't share any interests with you isn't always great either. Great example of this is I remember several years ago, I had told a friend, you know, the only person that I could really think of dating is someone, is the male version of me. And the only friends I want are people like me. And mind you, I was very unaware at the time. I was very much unhealed. And when they say, be careful what you speak, because I got everything I asked for. And boy, was I in for a freaking trip. Sharing similar values and understanding one one another is just as important than sharing interests. And while, of course, it's important, I think we often focus on whether the other person likes what we like, does what we do. We get so caught up in that that we start to lose focus or we forget, okay, well, they like soccer and I like soccer, but they don't treat waiters and waitresses right. And that's something that doesn't sit well with me. But they also love to go shopping, and they also love to do this too. Like, everything they love to do, I love to do. Again, come back to values, right? Um, Too similar, we get bored. Too different, we feel distant. So my recommendation here is finding at least three similar interests is a good start. It's good to have different interests to maintain one's individuality and uniqueness. But remember... A little a little different is not bad because a little different, you know, we all need some spice in our life. Don't try to keep it too vanilla. Number seven, it's okay to feel guilty and even upset when leaving or ending a relationship. I don't know about y'all that are listening, but for me, this one was a little bit hard because I am someone that I hate it. I feel like hate is a strong word, but there was a point in time where I hated when people would leave me. Um, Call it abandonment issues, call it anxious attachment issues, whatever you want to call it. I had a very hard time with people leaving. And of course, I thought it was because of me. But I started to realize that we all grow up. And unfortunately, there are people that will no longer take an active part in our life and sometimes we're the ones that have to cut the cord rather than the other person cutting the cord and that's a very hard thing to do I've always justified staying because the person's good or because we've been friends for so long or he or she did this for me and so obviously I don't want to leave them because it may seem like I'm ungrateful but the reality of it is is that some people come into our life for the long haul and some people come into our life for the short term and both are completely okay and so if you are feeling guilty forgive yourself and send love to the person you've hurt and also send love to yourself because it does take a lot of courage and a lot of self-awareness to make such decisions 
of course you're not doing it savagely to bounce off of that it's also okay to miss someone who's hurt you I for a while had beat myself up over missing this person that had hurt me so deeply and I was like well why do I miss them if they did x y and z to me and we'll get into this in one of the later lessons but you know it is okay to miss someone who hurt you because it means that you did care for them and with that being said a reconnection doesn't need to be made with said person that hurt you or wanted to leave send them love send yourself a lot of love, and carry forward. I'm sure you'll think about them from time to time, but I'm a firm believer you probably dodged a bullet anyways. Number eight, know when to stop. Ladies, I know from experience, and I've heard it from a lot of you too, that this one is a hard one, especially when we're justifying the actions of the opposite sex and we make up excuses. So no one to stop the outreach, the trying, the communication, the responding. Remember where you stand and remember how much respect you deserve and how much self-respect you need to give yourself to. More often than not, you don't miss the person. You probably miss how they made you feel and you miss their life that you took part in or whatever it may be. But you know what? Give them and yourself peace by cutting the cord. Of course, be communicative about it. I'm a firm believer in not ghosting. Um, Of course, if push comes to shove and they're not respecting your boundaries, do what you need to do, but no one to stop. I remember there were so many times when I would continue reaching out to guys and even friends where I had known that the relationship was done for, but I was still trying. And it got to a point where I was just like, I'm losing so much mental peace by trying so hard right now. And I guess that's the key word for you right there. Try hard. Remove those two words. In my personal opinion, those two words should never be put together. You don't want to try. You want to attract. And you don't want to try hard. When you try hard, that speaks to desperation and anxiousness and a whole lot of other things that probably are deep in the childhood. Number nine, love is not a perfect thing. Oof. Yes, I had to put it out there, guys. Love is not a perfect thing. It is messy. It's like splatter paint. Splatter paint can be cool and can be beautiful and can be fun, but it's hella messy. And the reason why I am bringing up this as a lesson is because for me, I grew up watching romantic movies. I grew up watching a lot of Disney movies as well where the princess is saved or the princess is adored and toxicity was a thing. The Ross and Rachel. You know, I always thought love had to be this volatile thing. Volatility equates excitement. In reality, no, it equates anxiety and toxicity. Love should be calm. Love isn't just happiness, it's sadness too. And that's why one day you may think the world of an ex or a friend and the next day feel so much anguish and distaste. You can't have one or the other without both existing. Love is sacrifice and compromise. It's frustration and gratitude. It's movement and stillness. It's boring and surprising. It's love is words and actions. And so I would just like to say, for all those movies that promote toxic love, thank you so much because it took me 27 years to finally learn what love actually is. (laughs) 
And finally, number 10, and this is the most important one. I know I've said that for almost every single one of these, but if you don't take any of them with you moving forward, I hope you at least take this one, even if it's just for the next hour. Number 10, take up your goddamn space. Take up your space, speak your needs, talk your talk, communicate, over-communicate. I'm still learning to do this on a daily basis because I've always been a firm believer of actions speak louder than words, but I'm starting to learn the significance of words. And as someone who always shrank myself in relationships and held resentment towards others because I wasn't speaking my needs or felt like I couldn't speak my needs, learn to take up your space because, you know, you deserve to have your six feet circle all around you and that is your light bubble and or however you want to look at it because that's how I look at it at least but take up your space because if you don't take up your space you're just going to be hounded and taken advantage of and it's really unfortunate but that's what happens a lot of the time and so one lesson that I've learned through breakups and endings this is the biggest one for me is to take up space so to recap y'all Number one, no one goes out of life unscathed. You will be the bad guy in someone's eyes. Number two, every person we have relations with is for a reason. Number three, there isn't a bad guy in the relationship sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Number four, being left is not a reflection of your self-worth. Number five, focus on how you want to feel and not what they checkmark off. Number six, being with someone who shares all the same interests as you isn't always the best. And conversely, being with someone who doesn't share any interests with you isn't always great either. Number seven, it's okay to feel guilty, upset, and or miss someone that you no longer have contact with. Number eight, know when to stop. (laughs) Number nine, love is not perfect. And number ten, take up your space. I feel like I need that as a cowbell. So every single time I ring a cowbell, it'll just project out, take up your space. (laughs) Anyways, y'all, I hope you were able to learn something from this. And if not, well, thank you for listening for the last however many minutes this has been and just being here with me and taking time out of your day to listen. I want to say this, and I'm going to continue saying this, it's our year, and I want all of us to go up together. So even if these lessons are redundant, or if they're brand spanking new, just know that we're going up, and I'm happy you're here. Let's healthily love, let's love healthy. We love healthy love, and that's what we're putting out into 23. Healthy love. Healthy love and a lot of communication. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. I am so happy you're here.